Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Today's episode is called Change of Plans. And let's face it, we are all in a time of significant change. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school, I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. It seems like three weeks ago, we were living in a totally different world. And here we are now with schools closed, with businesses closed, with restrictions as to our travel and what we should be doing and how we should be doing things. And I don't think there's a single person who can say that their life hasn't changed significantly in the last weeks. Even those who were isolated before, who were living in a nursing home or living by themselves, they are restricted from having visitors and Um, Sometimes they're kept in their rooms and their meals are brought to them and that type of thing. So all of us are experiencing change like we have never experienced it in our recent lives anyway. And so I thought it would be a good idea to just take take a moment or two to try to get God's perspective or at least to say, okay, we can't change the circumstances. What can we change in the middle of all this? And um, just kind of come at it from a different perspective than maybe we've been looking at it. So let's go ahead and get started. How resilient have you found yourself to be? I think if somebody would have asked me a while ago, again, by saying a while ago, I'm talking about three weeks ago, a month ago now, I would have said something like, oh, I'm I'm pretty resilient. I can pretty much roll with the punches. Yeah, I'm finding that is not necessarily the case. <laughs> um, when all of this started happening, my whole life came to a halt, a complete and total halt. So all the things that I am used to doing were suddenly not there. So I work as an elderly companion and my client is 96 years old. I'm not able to go see her anymore. I used to do that five days a week that that's gone. Um, I had a lot of speaking that I was going to do at churches. That's all gone. I, um, my husband and I run an Airbnb. We took it off the market. We let a family friend stay there instead. So I don't have the cleaning and the scheduling that I'm used to doing. And besides that, um, I'm active in my church and a lot of the church activities are closed down, shut, you know, you can't be part of it. And so, Suddenly, I was sort of scratching my head going, okay, what am I supposed to be doing now? I've got my family all sitting and looking at me because 
where I'm living in Minnesota, they've decided not to start school until after our spring break. Um, And so that meant that the kids had three weeks without school. And so uh, they're just about to start school again next week. But for the time being, they didn't have assignments. We didn't have to homeschool. We didn't have a lot that was on our plate. And I am a planner uh, of the type A variety. So for me to not have a plan, not know where I'm going, not know what I'm doing is is really, um, is, it's hard for me. And it's hard for me to function in that capacity. And then you add to that the stress of having um, a spouse who is a frontline worker. And all the emotions and all the things that go along with that and um, – Trust me, we've gone through the whole gamut. <laughs> I mean, we've we've looked into, is there any way he can retire early? Is there any way we can get you out of here? And then we realized, you know what? My husband's a really terrific nurse, and this is what he does. He takes care of people when they need him, and now is a time of need. And even though um, in some ways he carries some risk, he also wants to fulfill the duty that's been given to him. And I respect that, and I love him for it. And so um, we just have to trust God and and trust the procedures that are going on and that are in place and be smart and be sm- be wise and, and do the best we can. So those are all the things that have been happening at my house. And it's kind of made me think a lot about change and how we deal with change and what God is looking for when things change. And so that's that's what I really want to talk about today. All of the quotes that I have today um, are not attributed to anybody. You know, they're memes and that type of thing. I take that back. I guess I have one that um, I can give you, I can give someone credit for. But otherwise, these are just memes that I came across while looking into the subject. So the first one says, much of the pain in life comes from having a life plan that we've fallen in love with. And when it doesn't work out, you become angry that you now have to pursue a new life plan. If you want to tame your inner demons, you must not become too attached to any particular life plan and remain open to there being an even better life plan. I'm not sure about the better life plan. I I know that God's plans for us are good, um, but I just think of Corey Ten Boom. I can't help but not think of Corey Ten Boom. And if you were to ask her if her life after World War II was better, I'm not entirely sure she would answer yes. It was different, and she rolled with the punches, and she went where God wanted her to go. She did what God wanted God uh, her to do. But you know, let's let's not minimize the fact that she lost her hus- uh, her father and her sister in the process, and that, that there was a lot of pain associated with what she went through. So I am definitely open to the fact that I am a planner and it's hard for me when things are so up in the air like they are now. But I'm also open to the fact that God is on the throne and he's the one that has determined that our life plans would change right now. And I trust him. I trust him to work it out, even if it means suffering for a season or um, having to do things differently. I'm okay with that. 
But one of the parts of this, this quote that I really liked is that first part that says, much of the pain in life comes from my having a life plan that we've fallen in love with. And I couldn't help but think about James chapter 4 when I read that. Just to refresh our memories, that's the part of the Bible um, that says, pay attention to this. You're saying today or tomorrow we will go into some city, stay there a year, conduct business, and make money. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is life? You are a mist that is seen for a moment and then disappears. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and carry out our plans. However, you brag because you're arrogant, and all such bragging is evil. We really do get attached to our plans, especially our life plans, don't we? We have such an idea of how we want things to go. And every so often, God says, hold on a second. Let's just pause. And that's one of the times, that's what we're doing right now. We are reevaluating. I don't know about you, but um, in my household, one of the things that we've done is um, we started going through things and we've started looking at our life and what we've been doing with our life the past couple of years and reevaluating and recalculating and looking at our plans and at our goals and, and what do we want to be doing with our lives? What, what's important to us? And are we doing what's important to us or have we kind of wandered off our path and our goals and um, just readjusting and really looking at things from a very different lens? Which brings me to quote number two, which is, when nothing goes right, go left. And I think this is what I'm learning in spades right now. Um, there's so much we can't change. So the question is, what can we change? And I figured out pretty early on, I couldn't sit and watch the news all day. And I couldn't read of all the bad that was happening without totally falling into fear, especially, like I said, because I have a frontline worker. And so um, I had to balance that somehow. I, I still want to be informed and I, I think I need to be informed. But I don't want it to be so unbalanced with bad news and tragedy that I forget that God is on the throne. So I'm making sure that I, I turn to my Bible in the morning and at night still. I am listening to worship music that points me back to God and points me back to the fact that God is here. And he is still in the situation, even when the situation is not what we think it should be. And I'm still praying. And I'm still saying, okay, God, what what can we do here? And I think my husband's been really pretty instrumental in this. Uh, so early on in this whole business, about 10 days ago now, our hot water heater decided to break. And so we woke up one morning to water going down our hallway in our basement. And so that was not something that we could ignore. So it had to be done. It had to be dealt with. And so as my husband took this hot water heater out, he just decided, you know what, I'm in the basement. I'm in the storage room. 
let's just take everything out of the laundry room, the storage room. Let's go through it. Let's paint it. Let's make use of this time. So I had been going through closets and um, kitchen cupboards and all of that. And he just very nonchalantly said to me, you know, I'm going through the storage room downstairs. I'm going to repaint it. I'm going to do some stuff down there. Why don't you paint the kitchen? And I have to tell you, initially, that was a hard sell. (laughs) I did not want to paint the kitchen because I know what that entails. Our cupboards are painted, and so that means taking absolutely everything out of the kitchen and painting everything. And I just thought, no, I don't have it in me to do it right now. But as I thought about it, I thought, this is probably one of the few times that I will have the time to do it undisturbed. I don't have anything else to do right now. Why not? So I took everything out of the kitchen, put it in the living room upstairs, put it in the dining room, started cleaning cupboards out, and sure enough, I've been painting. And I think that's that the meaning of that quote. You know, listen, if you can't do what you thought you'd be doing, find something else to do, at least be productive. And um, the other part of that is don't just be productive, but do it joyfully and with a good attitude. I have definitely found that during these days, I am attracted to hope, but not just a hope that is flippant. I really have learned whose voices I can follow and whose voices I cannot. People who are just going through this very nonchalantly and very happy, happy, here I am and look at me, I'm in quarantine, but I can still do this and this and this. I can't necessarily deal with that because that's not where I am. I still have the frontline worker that has to go into this. So I need the voices who can say to me, this is serious business and this is very concerning but look to God, and that is where you're going to find your hope. Because no matter what happens, no matter how bad it gets or what ends up coming from all of this, we can be sure that he's been there before. And we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to make it look good. We're not going to make it look like things aren't happening that are tragic. There's a lot of tragedies happening right now. People that die alone because their families aren't allowed to be in the room with them. I mean, that that's heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. And, you know, people who have planned a wedding and have sent out invitations and have wanted and waited for this day to joyously come and celebrate with their family, they have a much different reality. They either get married in a building by themselves or some of them have put it off um, it's it, it, There are things happening that, you know, are really, really heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that. In fact, I need people to acknowledge that. But I think it's okay to also, in those heart-wrenching moments and in those moments of fear and worry, to be able to say, okay, we can't do life as we had been doing it, and we can't do life the way we want to be doing it, but we can still do life. 
so let's do this. And I have to say with that, the other thing that is very attractive to me is honesty right now. And I'm going to get into that further with a different podcast, so I'm not going to mention that too much. But um, honestly, one of the voices that have stuck out to me so much in the last week is the voice of someone who said, you know, if you're worried right now, it's okay. It's okay to to go to God with that worry. He already knows what you're feeling in your heart, so you don't have to make it seem like you've got this all under control. It's okay to be saying, you know, God, I don't get it, and this is so much bigger than me. So that's all I'm going to say about that right now. But I think that has really helped, too, those honest voices who can really uh, meet me in crisis mode and in um, empathy and say, Some of you are having to face things that you really didn't want to face right now, and I get that, and let's just go to God together. Those are the things, the voices, and the people who I'm really drawn to right now. And in the same case, I have tried to be that same voice for my friends and for my family. I I don't want to push away their worry as if it isn't... um, valid. Listen, I've got some family members who have underlying issues, and this is not a good thing. And so I think it's okay to say, you know, this this is a struggle, and I'm with you, and I'm going to sit with you. And unlike Job's friends who poo-pooed him and said, well, you're responsible for this, I want to sit with my friends in their hurt and in their worry and say, I'll sit with you, and I'll go to God on your behalf and I'm not going anywhere. So let's get through it together. Okay, third quote is from Steve Maraboli, maybe. Um, He says, sometimes not getting what you want is God's greatest blessing. And I think all of us can at least find some blessing in this. And I think that's our goal and our mission right now is to find the blessing in it. And let's face it, the blessings are numerous. A lot of us are doing house projects that we would never get to. <laughs> I mean, not in the very near distance. It was not even close to on my agenda to deal with my kitchen right now. But guess what? As I'm going through and painting my kitchen cupboards, they needed it. They were in dire need of another coat of paint. So, um, and the things that my husband is doing around the house, they're necessary and they're needed. And even as we're as we're uh, doing these things, we're finding we have so much that we don't need. And we're cleaning out our house and emptying it out. And we're realigning our responsibilities again and spending time as a family and trying to figure out where our priorities lie and, and where we've gone astray. And let's face it, this is a good thing. This is a blessing. And the other thing that I have to say that has come out of this, which a lot of people might not necessarily experience. But for those who have frontline workers or those who have underlying health issues, so this is a really serious thing, you don't take your love for granted anymore. You know, where I might have gotten annoyed with my husband a week or two ago, man, I am just savoring the time that I have with him. And I am... I'm just loving him, and it's a much different love 
than even a month ago. It's just so different because you can't take anything for granted. And I think in the days following 911, I, I think that was what we all did. You know, we learned to say goodbye and to say I love you more. But over time, that's dwindled. And we've lost that sense of needing to say I love you or or we've taken each other for granted and we've just assumed that people will always be in our lives. And anymore, we're learning that's not a safe assumption. And that's not a healthy assumption. So it's important to look at this differently and, and try to find what we can get out of this. Now that you have extra time on your hands, what are you able to do that you weren't able to do before? And the other thing that I have seen really an increase in that is really sort of a neat thing is we are calling each other. We have time to talk on the phone to people now <laughs> that we never took the time to do before. But because we can't go places, you know, we're calling up the widows in our neighborhood to check on them. And we're calling up the friends that we haven't seen for a while. Or we're calling our friends who are nurses in an ER just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm praying for you and I need to check in on you. So I think, I think it's important to see the blessing in this too. That as we're reeling and as we're you know, readjusting, I think it's important to see the blessing and to be grateful and to thank God for this and to just really depend on him to get us through this and to get us to the other side of this, whatever that looks like. So that's what I have for today. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know that there's a lot of change. And so I hope that we can go back to God and really get out of it what he wants. And um, I want to close today with this thought. This is a super familiar passage, but I think it's an important one. God said, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Yesterday, I got together with two friends outside. So we were able to meet on a deck because we didn't have to go through a house to get to the deck. So we could just walk and then go to the deck and we sat on opposite corners of the deck. And that is where we came full circle. We kind of came back to that thought that whatever happens in this, we know that God's plans are good. Even if God's plans are to take us through suffering for a time, even if God's plans are to take people out of our lives, we know where we're going. We're going to heaven and we trust and we pray and we believe that God has good plans for us because ultimately God's good plans for us are to bring us to him. And that's a plan <laughs> that is the best plan. And so that's, that's where we really have to remember and put our emphasis is that God ultimately has good plans for us. And in the end, one way or the other, what happens will be good. We'll get through it. We'll go on. Or we'll be in heaven. And, and those are worthy thoughts. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, 
the little things are the big things. Please remember to pray for us here at Time of Grace as we seek to reach out to you, all of you. And stay safe, everyone.